What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? It's Tuesday, episode 499. That means tomorrow we hit a huge milestone here on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, the big 500 episode. Yes, Wednesday, the 10th, I believe it is, we will hit our 500 milestone. We really appreciate it. If it wasn't for you guys watching and all your donations, the show wouldn't have made it 500 episodes. You guys are amazing. Don't forget that this is the first segment of the show. After the YouTube version, we go right into 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time with China Dow joining us over on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com, WMMRDB. Where we play the best rock and roll from the 80s until today. You can listen to us over there or you can download the Zeno app, Z-E-N-O, over on Google Play and Apple and listen to us there while you're at work. The whole nine yards, radio's going all day and night, man. And I usually at nighttime, about 7 o'clock Central Standard Time, jump in, DJ a little bit, have some fun everything so don't forget to get on over there uh today sad state of affairs man sad state of affairs according to a news article the banditos uh motorcycle club lost one of their own and we'll tell you how that is also i guess over in oz man our crazy aussies they don't believe the gun and crime uh bill that uh, is currently out is going far enough like damn man you guys don't even have your freaking uh rights to guns and stuff and like i said before i wouldn't want to be in the outback over there with no freaking gun are you crazy there's alligators or crocodiles as they call them over there and snakes and stuff that slither no i want to be able to shoot something but i can't because you took the rights away craziness man craziness it's just like they're trying to go after our second amendment here all the damn time not cool so we'll be talking about that uh as well as uh, a lot of clubs out there helping kids as usual it's getting nice uh, daytona is getting underway hopefully you guys are safe down in daytona man be careful down there usually every year i hate to hear it man anywhere between you know five ten people get killed on a motorcycle because you know cagers their own deal not watching out but it is uh you know i hate hearing about it i hate hearing about it it seems like every major rally somebody dies in a motorcycle accident so be careful down there also news coming out of daytona uh i guess the naked cowboy was arrested and you'll be hearing that on episode 500 what better way to bring in the episode 500 than a naked cowboy I guess he's one of the guys that uh, are out in Times Square all the time messing around. If you're in Minnesota, be careful out there, man. I guess that trial, that cop, and that George Floyd business is getting underway. They're expecting probably rights and stuff if it doesn't go their way, as usual. Uh, so be careful out there, man. Make sure you're guarding your property sad business there sad business uh so you know what my monologue i wanted to uh start out with something uh last week or so i've been covering some cases 
that uh, some individuals and MCs have been going through. Sad stuff, man. Sad state of affairs. We had uh, Freddie uh, Angelo from uh, the Pagans involved in that nasty business that I believe he's innocent of. I think it was a rat trying to get out of deal. And, uh, yeah, that one's a case and a half, and we're going to keep on covering that because he's in appeals right now. And then you have uh, Conan out of, uh, he was the national of the Pagans, and they've been targeting him since Gicko. As soon as he got out of the joint, they've been targeting him. And I guess they took him down on some uh, federal firearms charges. It was kind of weird, man. They pulled him over, let him go, and next thing you know, four days later or something like that, they picked him up again and charged him federally. Why didn't they do it on the spot? This is for inquiring minds, man. Want to know. It just seems like so many uh, different standards. And you can actually see this setup that happens with these cases. So I've been taking great pains, and I covered uh, Pike and Portillo, too. All three of those segments are on uh, Spotify, and they're also on iTunes. They're also on YouTube. Uh, I haven't been doing much on Facebook as regarding uh, premiering some of the segments like I used to. Uh, but we all know why. Yes, yes, yes. That censorship bug has hit me, man. Uh, yesterday we were talking to uh, <laughs> me and China Dow. Oh, by the way, man. <laughs> by the way. Uh, yes, I seen your, uh, you're like, what the hell, uh, Hollywood's over on Discord. Yesterday I ran uh, a segment where... I wanted to remind people that were younger than myself and uh, other guys that we used to live under a great fear during the Cold War of a nuclear uh, exchange. So, you know, I don't know where I played at an emergency action message where it says, yes, there's nuclear warheads. People freaked out. We're going to leave their job and stuff. Uh, but it just hammered home the point of the direction our country is going in. If, you know, we don't stand up, uh, it's going to get pretty bad. So, yeah, a lot of people, I was about to leave work. What the? I just can imagine it. You know, some of my audience running around with the Xeno app. They just said there's a nuclear exchange going on. <laughs> there was one picture of a guy in there. Uh, he was all freaked out. So, hey, guys, it was just a skit. But that's the kind of fun stuff we do over on the radio that we can't do on YouTube. So the link is right there in the description box. You to head right over there. Here the craziness that me and China Dial do <laughs> on the second segment, man. Um. Anyway, one deal, one thing that uh, really confused the hell out of me. Now you have all these protocol channels. Talking about how they know this or they how they know that, and I usually stay to you know stay clear of that kind of stuff uh, because I'm one that believes that you should go up on the street, not on the internet, and ask a club member about their organization. They will personally teach you the protocol and all that type of stuff if you end up uh, going with them. I really believe in that. I also believe in history of the motorcycling scene. I really love the history. 
there was this uh, one guy, uh, he actually did, a, what was it, an article for us, uh, Dave, and his knowledge of history of motorcycling, and I'd have to say good time, Charlie, too, rest in peace. His knowledge of the motorcycling world was, it's unreal. These guys knew what the hell they were talking about when it came to certain clubs, certain events, uh, the tradition, the protocol. So I would assume that would be the first requirement when you're on one of these protocol channels trying to teach people what's up. But then I hear that one of them didn't even know what NCOM was. And I'm sitting here thinking, you're kidding me, right? NCOM, you know, NCOM from my point of view, and I guess my generation now, point of view, because the younger ones, uh, I don't know how they don't know about it. Anyway, is like the center of everything when it comes to rights. You have clubs that you would have never thought would get along. They come there, it's neutral ground, and they work towards the same things that affects everybody. You had a great man, and I doubt they even know who this is, a great man in J.R. Reed. He was the national of the Sons of Silence Motorcycle Club. In the 80s, he came together with Richard Lester and started this confederation of clubs. Now it's called Confederation of Motorcyclists, but it, I'm, see, you can see where I'm coming from. I, only, I always call it Confederation of Clubs or, you know, NCOM. But anyway, he came together, made this organization because he felt the need for clubs to come together and get something done because it was in everybody's interest. The NCOM spun... Uh, organizations like NCOC and MPP, which is Motorcycle Profiling Project. You got to love these organizations, and you got to support them, man. Like MPP, uh, they have a podcast that you can actually listen to each month, and they only cost you five bucks. You get to hear uh, from people that you would never see on the Internet. A lot of these true 1% clubs... And I'm talking the ones that have been around. And you know what? I've heard, uh, you know, from a lot of old-ass one-percenters, you know, the ones that people claim are dead and gone, like that one comment, but they're truly still riding, say, you know, there's only a few that are recognizable one-percenters out there, and those are the ones that really put in the work during the hard times. It was none of this uh, new startup business. Uh, it was none of this, how can I say it? Going with the crowd, going with the flow, if you will. You know, true one percenters always went against the flow. And I, you know, I get that. I get a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, one percenters, the way you act and way you feel, I guess that's what it is to you, okay? It is what it is. Uh, but my heir's uh, going to say, yeah, no. You know, there's only a few clubs, top 10 maybe, that have been around for that long. Everybody else, uh, you know, is just uh, a knockoff of what the big boys are. And then, you know, there's the different uh, 
scenes within the club scene. You know, you got your white boys, you got your black boys, you got Hispanics, then you got mixed. So everything runs totally different than what you're being told. Now, you could be getting uh, a viewpoint for, uh, from one side of the country, and again, it's all regional. I don't get it. But anyway, when you don't know who the hell NCOM is, something's wrong. I'm just putting it out there. Something is wrong. NCOM is legendary. A lot of giants within the scene worked with NCOM. They've done more for anybody's rights, and not just club rights, but your rights, than any other organization. I was actually happy that the MRF went to the Mississippi meeting of, I believe, NCOC and started trying to come up with a game plan uh, to compact all, you know, combat all this profiling. But when you don't know what the hell NCOM is or any of these organizations or the history or the people that's, you know, the legends, man, that started this type of stuff, I don't see how... Uh, anybody can be, you know, given that type of stuff. Uh, but anyway, that's just my viewpoint. When I heard that, I was kind of surprised. I was like, no damn way. Everybody knows who NCOM is. But it just goes to show you, man, uh, you got to be careful of what you listen to and stuff like that. I've had a lot of people, and you know what, I'm still debating this going back and forth. Uh, but you know, they wanted me to do a series on my generation's way of looking at things as far as, you know, how clubs interacted, the protocol back then, compared to the way it is now. It's a good idea because my generation, I'm always told, hey, you guys are old, that happened so long ago, blah, blah, blah. That's not the way things are now. Uh, we all have to kumbaya, get along. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, uh, you know, we all have the kumbaya getting along, but what do you say to the people that were in the 1980s trying to get people to get along? It, it just had, didn't happen when the internet started up here, guys. This has been a process over decades. And like I said... This is a tribal thing, man. It's never going to end. So why keep on saying, well, we half the time you guys ain't even involved in it. So why bring it up? We got a kumbaya, man. That just isn't logical. Because there's greats that tried it. Again, J.R. Reed, man. He was the one out there trying it. And people don't know who that is. And they're giving advice. Give me a damn break, man. That's all I have to say on that one, man. Uh, so we're going to go into this article. Again, uh, sad state of affairs with uh, the Banditos losing one of their own. And we're going to go to that right now. Okay, out of KHOU11. Uh, this is out of Houston. Motorcyclist dies after crashing into a stalled vehicle along East X Freeway. The victim was riding with the Banditos Motorcycle Club when the crash Sunday morning happened near Hablin. Uh, I guess he was a 46-year-old motorcyclist. He was killed after crashing into a stalled vehicle. 
Uh, officers were called to the incident in the 21,000 block of US 59 uh, near Hamblin Road following the accident at 9.40 a.m. The victim has been identified as a member of the Banditos Motorcycle Club. Police said he was riding with a few members of the group when the incident happened. Investigators say the rider was ejected from the motorcycle when he crashed into the side of the SUV in the far right lane. He went into the middle lane and hit a second vehicle. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, head outside. And what are we going here? All baseball and softball. Oh my city, God! City fields, These people. I hate when it starts up like that by itself. Anyway, uh, the vehicular uh, crimes division investigators are responding. They said, "Sad state of affairs, man." Our thoughts go out to uh, the banditos uh, in Texas on the loss of one of their own. Uh, Sad stuff, man. Like I said, I hate hearing about bike accidents. If you ever Google motorcycle or motorcyclist or biker news this and you hit the news section, you're going to see a ton of accidents all over the country. And it is pretty bad, man, because you're sitting here thinking, you know what? I ride. It's a dangerous business. We all know that. But it always hurts. Even though you might know them, you know, they loved what you love. So, again, uh, thoughts go out to the banditos. Oh, let's go to our crazy Aussies and New Zealanders. Bill Lane, that gangs and guns doesn't go far enough, says Police Association. Now, <laughs> who would have figured? Who would have figured the cops? wouldn't like it if it was up to cops it'd be a police state right now and none of us have rights even here in the united states if it was up to them but you know since the politicians swing off their peckers they'll do anything they want andre young wrote this a bill aimed at giving the police greater powers to control the use of firearms by gangs including Australian deportees, has come in for some serious criticism, even from groups which support its intent. The police association which supports the intention of the private member's bill says its proposed powers would be useless without giving the police additional power of a warrantless search. <laughs> They want a warrantless search. It's not like, uh, you know, enough rights haven't been taken away from everybody who's been locked up for a year and stuff. But now they don't want the warrant searches over there. Uh, you know what? That's where uh, our police look to is Australia. You notice every time during a gun debate, uh, Looney Left brings up, uh, well, we could do something like Australia does. Yeah, right. No, thank you. Uh-uh. The arms, firearms prohibition, uh, prohibition orders, Amendment Bill Number 2, does two main things. It would ban gang members from 37 specified gangs from holding a firearms license. And it doesn't say, even if they're hard-working people, but it says the ones they consider gangs. 
and it would allow the police commissioner to declare a certain gang members with convictions for serious offenses to uh, be subjects to a firearms prohibition order with up to 14 years jail for breaches. For one, for one, gun control laws don't work. Not only here in the States, but everywhere in the world. If you want a piece, you're going to get a piece. Your laws mean nothing. It's just a feel-good fix for you. That, hey, we just passed a law. This is going to help us. This is going to keep the bad man from getting guns. Get out of here with your nonsense. It's estimated that about 600 members of the 37 gangs would be eligible for an FPO because of having restrictions or convictions for serious crimes. But Police Association President Chris Cahill says that without specific powers or warrantless search, it could not meet its basic objective to go after gang members with serious criminal convictions. See how they want to slip that in? What they also don't say is a warrantless search for the rest of the sinistry. That's where you get messed up is when the rest of the citizens, they don't understand that, yeah, we're all for this law, but wait a second, it could be used against us too. Just like the bikey laws. The current Search and Surveillance Act of 2012 already provided for a raft of circumstances for warrantless searches by police, but they still are required good cause to believe an offense had been committed and good cause to suspect the evidence would be found. So they already got a law, 2012. But they want more power. You never give police power. The bill in the name of uh, Simeon Brown, after its original sponsor, Brett Hudson, was voted out at the election is based on similar measures in, oh, there we go. Oh, golly. Australia. However, it cannot mimic Australia's uh, legislation without the key ingredient of FPO-related warrantless searches without cause. Uh, without it, they claim it's useless. <laughs> so they're going to be targeting a lot of clubs in this deal uh, so, you know, it's just, okay to put it over here in the United States. If our DOJ uh, claims that uh, one of these clubs are gangs, then that's basically what they want to do. Here in Chi-Town, baby. One stabbed, one shot during a fight between motorcycle gangs in Berwyn. Ah, Berwyn, man. Berwyn, Berwyn. Great food in Berwyn, by the way. Right next to Cicero. Cicero, I love that town. Love Cicero. Uh, a person was wounded in a shooting and another stabbed during a fight last weekend between rival motorcycle gangs in suburban Berwyn. Officers responded to a fight about 4.20 p.m., uh, in the area of Ogden Avenue between Maple and Harlem Avenues. Damn. Right there in Ogden. Right between uh, May Harlem Avenue. Best food. Best beefs. Best everything, man. Especially if you get uh, toward uh, Grand and Harlem. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. 
Uh, there, officers learned a male in the vehicle had been shot multiple times by a rival motorcycle gang. Ooh, heating up in Chicago, baby. Uh, he was taken to an area hospital and refused to cooperate. Now, there you go. What I'm talking about. Uh, the person also refused to provide information about his injuries or how he was stabbed. I fell on the concrete and it stabbed me. That's what I have to say. Uh, they believe the incident was isolated and all parties involved live outside of Berwyn. That in Chi-Town. And that was updated uh, two days ago. Now, the News Gazette. Danville man convicted of one 2018 murder acquitted of the second. A Danville man faces a lengthy prison term after his conviction for what authorities said was the gang-related murder of another Danville man almost three years ago. Uh, the first-degree murder of Albert Garner, 23, who was fatally shot outside the Untouchables Motorcycle Club. Isn't that a cop's club? I'm just asking, man. I, I remember it had to be untouchable. It was a cop club. I don't know. So, look at that. Gang-related. Are they actually saying that the untouchables, which is uh, Leo, and I might be wrong. I might be wrong on this. I'm hoping I'm right. It's a gang? A Leo gang. Uh, during a Father's Day event, uh, June 60th. And you know what? I should have known this, man, because we covered this when it happened. Uh, the same jury acquitted uh, Bright of the murder of Tajay McGill, 17, of Danville, who was fatally uh, shot that day outside the club. Because the jury found that Bright personally discharged the gun that killed Mr. Garden, he faces an extended term of 40 to 80 years in prison. Judge Nancy Fahey sent sentencing for April 22nd. The case was prosecuted by the Attorney General of Illinois. Uh, Jacqueline Lacey called for assistance because of the volume of the serious felony cases her office has. There are currently 18 murder cases pending and 10 prosecutors in an office that uh, files about 900 felonies a year. That's why you stay away from that public, the pretenders, man. They got too many cases that they do not care about your ass. Anyway, police arrest six in Toronto motorcycle gang investigation by Peter Everts. Uh, police say they've arrested a half a dozen people connected to outlaw motorcycle gangs on an assortment of drug and weapons offenses. The announcement on Tuesday comes a day after York Regional Police identified longtime York Region biker Gus Cobless as the victim of a shooting homicide last month and two weeks after Hell's Angel biker Harris Lazini's uh, was shot to death. The recent arrest follows the execution of search warrants in the Dundas Street West and Indian Road Crescent area where police said they seized 258 grams of cocaine with the street value of 20 G's. Uh, they were charged with all kinds of goodies, man, rough track, viking, firearms, the whole nine yards, whole nine yards. Uh, now, the one guy was connected with the uh, Satan's Choice Motorcycle Club in the 90s. 
and then moved on to the Loners and Outlaws. He had once dreamt of restarting the Bandidos Motorcycle Club in Ontario after eight men connected to the club were murdered. That was some serious business back then in Canada. Serious business. Uh, so it goes on and on and on. So, yeah, six people got busted. Uh, now for, uh, yes, here we go. Uh, family asked for prayers for biker hit by car. Continuing coverage, a motorcycle accident that we told you about last night on News 5 at 10. Corey Heathcock was airlifted to the hospital after he was hit by a car in front of the Dollar General near Highway 43 at Sam Jones Road in Mount Vernon. This evening, his daughter tells me that he is just lucky to be alive and sent a heartfelt message to the woman who was involved in the accident. Listen. You know, I don't, I don't really know what happened, what caused the accident. All I know is that, you know, a car pulled out in front of him. That's all I know. One of the worst feelings Andrea Sullivan says she has ever felt to receive a call at 1.30 this morning saying that her dad was involved in a bad accident while riding his motorcycle. Like, I don't know if the girl wasn't paying attention or if she, she just didn't see him. But, you know, that doesn't even matter. I mean, it was an accident and it happened, but, you know, we're just thankful and we're grateful to God that he made it through. Mount Vernon Dollar General Manager Dina Smith told WKRG News 5 a young girl left the store and crossed Highway 43 to go south when she pulled out in front of a motorcycle driven by Corey Heathcock. He has a concussion and is in need of surgery to repair a gash on his face. That from Chris Best, uh, WKRG. Uh, Chris Best, that's Biker Dad. Go see him. Now, good news, man. Good news. Uh, biker groups are raising money for an 11-year-old with cancer. Good stuff. For a ride for a cause. Free Wind Ministries, Sin City Disciples, and Misguided Souls hosted a ride to raise money for a girl battling cancer. 13 News reporter Ashton Jones was at the fundraiser to talk with the groups about how young Carmen Harrison touched their lives. When the kickstands go up, change begins. These bikers are raising money for Carmen, an 11-year-old who's been through more than most will in a lifetime. We actually got to meet with her. And uh, guys, I wish everybody could meet Carmen. She is an 11-year-old girl that is battling cancer like a straight-up warrior. And uh, I even told her that she was my hero. Carmen has osteosarcoma, a type of bone cancer. She's been battling it since August when she was diagnosed. They did her eight-week checkup scans um, and found that the cancer is all the way from hip to foot. Carmen had her leg fully amputated March 4th, the day before her birthday. We got to be invited to their birthday, her little birthday party. There, Kennedy was inspired to do more. In just two weeks, the three organizations put together the ride. When I asked them about doing this for this little girl, man, these guys jumped in with both feet. At the end of the day, we're all the same, and we do it for the same purpose. And Carmen made her appearance, each rider greeting her with a wave as she watched the whole ride virtually. We try to build a camaraderie with each other and um, we, we get out and uh, see what needs to be done in the community and we try to 
try to honor that and, and try to give back. Reporting in Bowling Green. Man, that is just awesome. Uh, awesome stuff right there, man. Awesome. Okay, man. Uh, we are back. Man, that last story was awesome, man. I feel for that baby. It's so hard uh, hearing about them having cancer and the stuff these little ones go through. Uh, they are warriors, man. They go through a lot more than all of us have ever have, and they still straight up smile, and man. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're going to head over to the radio station again, MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com for the second half of the show. Come join us, uh, me and China Dow over on the radio. Uh, you're going to have some fun, man. We usually go to about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Uh, so Motorcycle Mayhem actually is from 8 to about 9, 45, 10, whatever it is. Uh, we just do the second half over on the radio station because I don't have censorship to worry about. I'll talk to you over there. 